I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. You don't wanna fuck with me. Got the police busting at me. But they can't do nothing to me. listening to the Therefore I Geek podcast, episode number 49. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore I Geek. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kurt. And today we are talking about two movies that are somewhat similar, um, or at least about somewhat similar topics, um, one of which was a former comic book, or was a comic book to start and then became was made into a movie, and the other one I thought was a comic book, but it turns out it was not. So the first one we're talking about is Kingsman, The Secret Service, which of course was the comic um, of the same name by Mark Millar. And the other one is John Wick. Both very good movies. Both very good movies. So John Wick is currently on HBO Go. If you have HBO Go, you can check it out there. And Kingsman, I think, might be on HBO Go as well. I know it was for a little while. Um, I actually purchased it on Blu-ray because it was so awesome and... Watched it three times in two days after I bought it on Blu-ray, but I'd already seen it. Not necessarily a problem. No, no, no. It's it's that good. <laughs> There's a reason I did that. Yeah. Interestingly, I had never actually heard of the Kingsman until you had brought it to me and said, "Hey, watch this." Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, okay." Had no idea what to expect. It was really good. Yeah. The the one problem that I have to say that I have with Kingsman is the fact that the original comic book is out of print and it's really kind of difficult to get. You can buy it on Amazon or eBay, um, but you have to be in the right place at the right time to get it. Uh, I, I'm sure at some point it's going to go into a second printing. I would imagine. I can't imagine that they would leave it out of print for too long. But um, it was made in 2014 and it's just rolled over into 2016 now. So maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? But Mark Millar happens to be, and I've said this before, one of my very favorite comic book writers. Um, I've said this before um, on the, on the podcast, on the blog. I think Mark Millar is one of my very favorite comic book art or uh, comic book writers. Um, he wrote Old Man Logan for a little while. Um, he wrote MPH, which is one of my favorites, sort of standalone non-cape comics. Um, a couple others that are not coming to mind at the moment, but almost every single time that I pick up a book uh, and I think, wow, this is a really good story. This is just a really mm -hmm. good story. It's either Mark Millar and then from time to time also Jonathan Hickman, obviously. Sure. Um, yeah, so Kingsman, though, as a movie just a really good story arc from beginning to end. Of course, that's Millar doing that, but the casting, the cinematography, um, just really blew me away, which is why I watched it so many times. Yes. And, and me as well, as a matter of fact, I wasn't expecting, uh, whenever you said it was from a comic book, I wasn't expecting something, uh, quite so violent in a, not, I can't say gory because it wasn't, which is what was refreshing about it. Uh, even I, I guess comic books can be violent, but mm -hmm. usually you think more cartoonish, more you know, Avengers punching, kicking, that sort of thing. This Kapow. is not that. This is yeah. not that. This is like uh, James Bond uh, gone nuts, which I I really appreciated. I thought it was very fun, and it dealt with the idea of a of a weaponized pandemic 
which is one of my very favorite topics, whether I'm talking about your diseases, I do. Um, And whether it's international relations and policy oriented or whether it's a comic book talking about um, a man with a speech impediment trying to rule the world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm okay with I'm okay with talking about it in any context. So um, so speaking of speech impediments, let's talk about casting really quickly and starting with the villain of Kingsman. Which is was played by Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Samuel L. Jackson with a speech impediment. An uh, inconsistent speech impediment, may I point yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably just due to, you know, the actor not used to speaking with a speech impediment. But King of Cool with an, with an impediment. <laughs> and I have to say, he pulled it off fairly well. Uh, he had his little uh, cap jacked to the side, and he was... Just the wealthy, wealthy playboy who wanted to do what he wanted to do. And what he wanted to do was take over the world. At the very beginning, he kidnaps a, of the movie, he kidnaps a professor that's played by Mark Hamill. Um, and, and this is sort of our introduction to the Secret Service, which is, they call themselves Kingsmen. There's a very limited number of them. They're named after the Knights of King Arthur's Round Table in Camelot. Um, that at least their code names are. And as each one dies, they have to be replaced with exactly one person. This never gets out of hand. In fact, it reminds me a little bit of the early days of Mossad, where everyone thinks there's a whole lot more of them just because of the damage they're able to do mm. and the missions they're able to pull off. But actually, there's only a few of them. Um, they're just really, really good at what they do. Explain what you mean um, by Mossad. Mossad, the Israeli Secret Service. Mm-hmm. In the early days, there were less than 100 agents, but everyone assumed there were thousands because they had their hands in literally everything. So they were that good at what they did. Yes, um, and I, I'm using good as a non-value judgment word here. <laughs> <laughs> they excelled at what they chose to undertake. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Um which, which is intriguing. It's very interesting. It's For me, it's very easy to separate my personal moral values from watching someone do what they do well, which is perhaps why I'm attracted to something like Kingsman. Is it moral to kill someone for wanting to kill someone else? I don't know that I'm prepared to answer that question. That kind of goes back to the idea of capital punishment. It's um, a value judgment. It's, it really it's hard it's hard to make a call on that. However, I can absolutely appreciate that scene that is paralleled at both the beginning and the end where Colin Firth's character, um, Galahad, walks into a bar and is able to use an umbrella and his quick wits, well, and, you know, some really handy gadgets, (laughs) to take out a whole gang of British thugs, basically. That's being good at what you do. And it's, it's something I can appreciate. At yeah, what you do, which is really what's so in, uh, compelling, I suppose. Yeah, uh, uh, about no need movies to like this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, about movies like this one and John Wick. Uh, it's it's two stories that are people that are perfect at doing what they do, which you know it, it calls to the old man Logan reference that you made with uh, Millar's writing, uh, because Wolverine being my personal favorite uh, character. He's the best there is at what he does. And so these stories actually, uh, 
I really enjoy watching them. I, I enjoy reading them and hearing them and, and what have you. And that's, that's the couple of movies we've got. So, yes, Kingsman, very good. Um, the other one I was going to say, and I'm looking here really quickly, he goes by Eggsy, Teron Egerton, as Eggsy Unwin, um, the unlikely hero of the story. Really, the hero is Galahad, you know, Colin Firth's character. But the story is Eggsy's story. Coming of age, realizing he's kind of going down a bad path, not realizing on his own, of course, being woken up to the fact that he's not hanging out with good guys, that um, he's going to end up, actually, he ends up arrested, knows that he could have been in jail for quite a while for stealing a car and smashing it up. Um, But interestingly, in that moment, as he's the reason that he smashes the car because he's an excellent car driver he's driving backwards down uh one way <laughs> one way british streets city streets in london <laughs> yeah. and he actually wrecks the car because he refuses to run over an animal in the road he brings the car to yep, a screeching ca- halt yes and this car spins a couple of times and crashes into a dumpster and then the uh, cop car actually catches up to him finally and um he's under arrest so even in that moment, there's slight foreshadowing of the fact that he has a good heart. Mm-hmm. And then Galahad comes to his rescue. And is skilled. I mean, I don't think he doesn't think he's worth anything. Oh, no, he does. I think he undervalues, perhaps, uh, himself. You know, yeah. He has self-esteem issues. Uh, given his, his home problems, his, his uh, mother, uh, or I guess his father had ran away. No, his father died. His father mm-hmm. was killed at the very beginning of the movie. As well, because his father was a kingsman. Sure. And uh, his mom didn't go down a good path. And his stepdad, his mom's boyfriend. I, boyfriend, yep. Yeah, uh, not a good guy. Yeah. So that's what he was living with. Yeah, so he definitely had a little bit of a swagger to try to make up for those issues that were in his life. But there's that sort of moment where you realize he does have a good heart. Galahad comes to his rescue while he's in jail um, springs him out, teaches him a little bit of what it's like to be a Kingsman. And there's a little hiccup along the way. You know, it's not perfectly smooth because, hey, you know, coming of age isn't smooth. No, nor would it be a very interesting story if there weren't a hiccup. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> um, but in the end, of course, Eggsy does sort of blossom into the perfect replacement for Galahad. Uh, Yet not the same guy, which I also really enjoyed. He was not Galahad, but he was as um, persistent at trying to be good as yeah. Galahad was. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Um, so that sort of is Kingsman in a nutshell. Highly recommend. I would say probably four and a half, four and three quarters Death Stars out of five. Can we do a three quarters? I don't think we're allowed to do that. I don't see why not. It's our rating system. <laughs> we can do what the heck we want. For you? For me, I... It's close to five, but Guardians of the Galaxy is a five for me. So it's really yeah, hard for me yeah, to have yeah, anything if, else the same. If Guardians of the Galaxy is the uh, the measure by which all things are. Uh, yeah, I would go with the four and a half stars, maybe four stars. But honestly, it's got Mark Hamill in it. It does. Oh, that's yes. So Mark Hamill is the professor that's arrested at the beginning. And I'm been told. And of course, I don't have my hands on the actual trade paperback of Moore's original comic but apparently mark hamill was the one that was arrested in the original comic as in not a professor played by mark hamill but mark hamill himself was arrested in the comic or was arrested was kidnapped in the comic that's very humorous yes so they (laughs) switched it out for i think um 
trademark reasons. Thanks, Disney. And or just to avoid any problems. Film. Good old St. Lucas, right? This came out before Disney acquired it, didn't it? Or no? I don't. Not before it acquired. Didn't actually. Right. So I think just in order to avoid any altercations with Disney, because God knows you do not want to go up against Disney attorneys. They just had it played by Mark Hamill, which was amusing. I was amused. Um, But John Wick. So John Wick is similar in that again, you know, it's a hitman. He's good at what he does. I would strongly much darker it's much 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 darker darker. but i would also advise anybody who's viewing it to sort of put their morals and value judgments in a box set them off to the side watch the movie and then take them all back out afterward yeah Um, yeah because he's not a good man he's not good but he's also not bad he's a guy in the middle of a change and uh it was a change he wanted and a change he was working towards but it got interrupted, and he didn't appreciate it. <laughs> he really yeah. didn't appreciate it. So the premise of this movie is that John Wick is a retired hitman. The best hitman. Um, of course, you as the viewer don't realize this. Um, and he's just lost his wife after, I think, four years, four and a half years. It was four years. Not a, yeah. not a ton of time there. Just basically enough time to fall madly in love and then lose her. And... As he's dealing with her loss, she probably, I believe they mentioned cancer. I'm not sure if they actually said cancer. cancer. Yep. So she she knew that she was going, so she had set it up that he would receive a rescue puppy, a little beagle, after she was gone as a coping device, yeah, someone else to share. Yeah. yeah, someone else um, that's not a person because he's not ready to talk to people again yet um, that can help him grieve. And then... All hell breaks loose. Yeah. Uh, The son of a, I I assume he was a Russian. Mafia member. Mob member. Yeah. Well, mob boss, really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mob boss. Sure. In that area. Uh, He did a bad thing. He wanted his car. So he took. He wanted John Wick's car. Yeah. Yeah. The son wanted John Wick's car. And in, first off, invading uh, John Wick's house in order to take the, the keys to just prove that he could do whatever he wanted. Bad um, idea. Bad right. idea. Uh, the, the even worse idea was that he also killed the dog. Yeah, the puppy. Which, yeah, the puppy. Which he had had for like a day. The poor thing. Yeah, he had him for a day, and you could already feel this connection to it, you know, as puppies do. Who doesn't like a cute little puppy? Um, but, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's whenever Wick goes nuts. And uh, starts quietly and very reservedly and very creepily assassin-like. <laughs> Figuring out who this kid uh, is yeah, and where well, he, he can starts, get a hold of well, him. Well, he starts by finding his car because he took the car and he's like, hmm, okay, I'll find my car and I'll find the guy who took the car and he will no longer exist. <laughs> so it's that sort of quiet determination is very intimidating and you can feel it throughout the entire movie. Yeah. What I find interesting is that when John Wick decides that he's going back into this life that he's given up for his woman, he has to break a plate of poured cement in his basement to get Mm -hmm. his tools back. By tools, I mean a huge arsenal. Yes. Um, he He was determined to let this all go, to never be a part of this life again. And because he was so good at what he did, people respected that. They left him alone, even though his skills were in high demand. 
And the part about this movie that gets me is that John Wick's reputation in the mafia netherworld is incredibly intimidating. It's huge. I mean, the minute that his name is said to any of these people, they sort of cringe a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. They back down. And yet this Russian mafia boss backs up his son. He knows his son is a, a complete fuck up. He knows that he's done something that he can't come back from. And when John Wick calls him and says, I want your kid, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, or Well, I guess the mob boss actually called John Wick first and said, you he know, what, how, can I, how can I fix this? How what can I doing? do? And John <laughs> just doesn't say a word the entire conversation. But the, Mind the you, all that's lost is a puppy and a car. That's it so far. Right, but <laughs> yeah, the puppy, the movie. The yeah. puppy is... It's huge. But that's all that's lost at the beginning, at, the, at this point in the movie, whenever the boss calls. And that's not all that gets lost. Well, it, the implication is clear. Everyone else, get, you know, step away from the kid. Let me take out the kid and we'll be even. Mm-hmm. And this guy backs up his kid. He says he tries to take out a hit on John Wick. He tries to hide his kid. He hires extra bodyguards for his kid, you know, and the kid is played by Alfie Allen. He honestly, if, if this mob boss had just, um, backed up and said, take the kid, I'll just go have another one. Yeah. (laughs) The whole thing would have been over. I mean, granted that doesn't make for a good story, does it? (laughs) No, it. but at the same time, I mean, I just kept sitting there and thinking just, Cut your losses, man. Yeah. Cut your just, losses. Just let him go. Anyway, another good movie. I would not say quite in the realm of Kingsman. No. Still very entertaining. Very yeah, very, very entertaining. entertaining. I, uh, one of the more interesting parts I found was the, uh, the, I'll call it the Assassin's Guild for lack of a better term. This hotel stuck on a corner somewhere where the only currency is the gold coins, right? That's that's the only way you can get anywhere. That have been minted strictly for this. This is the only currency they use, but it's not currency of any nation in the world. Yeah. So it's basically trading favors. Even it's a with, physical way to trade trade favors. Even within that guild, that hotel if you will, John Wick is still like, "Oh, okay. Well, welcome back. I'm glad to see you back in the game." But Mm. Weren't expecting you, yeah, and what, also we're why? scared. <laughs> <laughs> why are you back? Um, and yet, even though uh, his reputation, the the price on his head was pretty high, so there was a couple of assassins willing to try to take him out. And but you got the impression that those assassins were new, and didn't actually they had heard his reputation, but had not seen the leftovers. Yeah, of any yeah. of his campaigns. Okay, that's um, fair. That's one of fair. them is one of the women that tries to take him out is um let me see if i can find her she's adriana padalicki she's um she goes by ms perkins the whole time i don't think she has a first name um actually this is mary she's married to jared padalicki who is in supernatural really yes and she does there's a, a, she has a supernatural a, connection I here know. <laughs> six degrees to supernatural oh buddy I just I get the impression that she's new to the game. She's heard this this 
story, this folk tale almost of this assassin that is almost too good. And she thinks there's no way he can be that good. I'll take out the hit. But the men that know him refuse to take it. Well, she didn't. Um, she knew of him. She knew of him. I don't think she had ever actually seen his work. Mm. That's my, my hypothesis. It's never made clear in the movie. Sure, yeah. But it yep. just kind of, I get the impression that she doesn't truly understand what she's gone up against as evidenced by what happens at the end. Yeah, she um, does, by the end of the movie, understand just how good he is. Yeah. As does everyone else. <laughs> Not surprisingly, one of the best actors in this whole movie is Willem Dafoe. I like Willem Dafoe. Yeah. I really do. He, Although, for me, he was kind of a shadow actor for the longest time. You know, I knew really? His, yeah, I knew his name. I've seen him in things, but I never really paid attention to him. Yeah. Uh, and oddly, the scene that made me pay attention to him was his, uh, well, I, I guess it was just this, this, the scene in Spider-Man where he's talking to himself whenever he starts turning into the goblin. Oh, really? Yeah. It was not Boondock Saints? Nope. Oh man, I can never get the, I cannot get his Boondock Saints character out of my head. In fact, I was watching John Wick and thinking, all he needs is a boa. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, that's, that's my point though. It's like, I I would watch him, you know, and oh, it's Willem Dafoe. But the one that actually made me turn around, pay attention, was the 30 seconds, a minute, minute and a half, whatever, of just him on the screen, looking into a mirror and it would just pan to him and then go back to the mirror. He was just having this creepy conversation with himself as he turns into this villain yeah. I was blown away at how well he did it yeah. and how he drew me in. So I was like, I like this guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, was, I was surprised to see him in this, in this movie, but, you know. There is, there is a John Wick 2 coming out, I think, in 2017. Um, I'm a little, so here's my thoughts on that. I'm torn. I don't like it. I'm torn because a part of me knows exactly what they're going to do. It's going to basically be a remake with maybe a female love interest or male love interest. Who knows? Probably female since I believe they've already um, cast someone. Bridget Moynihan has already been cast. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Which I actually like Bridget Moynihan. She does a good job. Yeah. Um, But what I'd really like to see is not even a John Wick I would like to see a spinoff that talks about this whole hotel assassins yes. culture. Now we're talking. Now because we're getting somewhere. That was a that was a very very interesting. That was, I think, the the best part of the movie, if you will. It hinted at something bigger. Certainly, certainly the jumping off point for any spinoffs you would want to do, because there are any myriad number of assassins you could go follow, but it still all leads back to this. So that's personally the hotel would be the character of the movie, and then you would just follow the. The co-stars, if you will. Yeah. It would even make a really good video game. Not necessarily focused on John Wick. Focused right. sort of on the ins and outs of this. It reminds me a little bit, not of the movie Clue, but of the game Clue. Sort of the... Ev- everyone in who every room... Yeah. Sort of who done it. Everyone in every room you have to think is on a mission. Because they don't come to the hotel unless they're on a mission. And they're not allowed to kill anyone else in the hotel. Right. Sort of like attorneys hotels, don't sue attorneys. Yeah, hotel safe zone. Yeah. Uh, which Assassins don't kill assassins here. Yeah, but spoilers, they try. Uh, they do try. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. and And honestly, the, the, there was a prize for being attacked as a, you know... Sorry that this happened, that the rules were broken. A really crappy Dodge car. It was a crappy Charger. Uh, (laughs) I was surprised. This was replacing a, what, 1969 Cherry Mustang. Uh, 
mind you, it was a gorgeous car. Yeah. And it was souped up and it was it That was, was his, his car. Yeah. As much as the puppy was for a day, this car was John Wick. Yeah. No matter. So yeah, whenever it was destroyed or taken and, and chopped up or whatever happened to it, it was replaced by a charger. And I was like, uh Okay. When they handed Here's him the keys. advertisement. I thought yes. it was going to be something fantastic. Yeah, I was really excited. Something really Chevelle. No, they come out with a $40,000, $50,000 car instead of, you know, I was expecting. A James Bond car. Yes, $100,000. Yeah. Aston Martin. Car. 150, whatever, but no. But, you know, hey, whatever. It was still a pretty car, just yeah. not what you wanted. He smashed it up pretty nicely, too. I was excited it to see that. It didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> it did not last long. Yeah. Um, so by the end of the movie, did you think he was going to walk away? I was torn. I didn't know if he was going to walk away or not. It was left very open ended. He may have, I mean, it looked like he had a belly wound. That could be a really bad yeah. thing. He could well, be bleeding, stumble away to bleed out and die like a cat in the woods. Well, that was my point. It's like, I didn't know if he was like, going to actually get up. I was like, okay, well, the, both these guys. I've seen a lot of movies where them. they just sort of kill, kill each other at the end. Yeah. But to be honest... That guy's kid killed his puppy, and the man didn't even <laughs> offer him any kind of restitution. No, no. So I wanted John Wick to live, outlive him, because the other guy, I mean, he didn't make any amends. His response was, oh, okay, uh, you won't call off your attack on my son, so I'm going to take out a hit on you. So so for you, the justice of the movie was John absolutely. Wick living. I'm not See, saying that John Wick is a moral character. I think that he's absolutely not. No, However, he isn't. In this case, I think he is full. Well, okay. Now we're going to get into, are you justified in killing, what, 35, 40 human beings in response to a puppy? But again, I mean, that guy, none of those people that he killed were innocent. None of them. No, the bodyguards. Of them were and, paid. All of them were in the mob. Yeah. Uh, but the movie was so dark that for me, you I think them. it would have been... Fitting? So, yeah, fitting. Fitting is good. I was going to say poetic, but poetic wasn't quite the right word. It would have been fitting for him to just, okay, well, I have killed everyone that I need to in order to... And my life is shit, so... <laughs> right. In order to get justice for my puppy, you know? And yeah. so there's nothing else for me to do. I have tried to leave the life. The life will not leave me. So this is the best end. I have taken on an entire... Uh, mob gang in order to, to get justice for my puppy. I may as well just bleed out right here. And that, that would oh. have been actually fitting for me. I would, I would have expected that end. But no, he got up and walked away, leaving it open, I suppose, for, for a second one. But yeah. Either way, still a good movie. I like, I like the ending as it was. I really did. I thought that was okay. Well, but then I have a soft spot for puppies. <laughs> um, who does? Well, yeah. Uh, so of the two, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that Kingsman is the winner. Yeah. Yeah, I would go with that. Yeah. Kingsman's the winner, but John Wick's still still a good movie. I'd say maybe good. four out of five Death Stars. Easily. Easily four. Yeah. Okay, folks. Well, if you like what we do, head on over to thereforegeek.com and check out our older blog blogs and podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram at Therefore I Geek. And you can also find this podcast and others like it on iTunes and Stitcher. Please subscribe to our feed and leave us a review. Once again, I'm Tracy. And I'm Kurt. And this has been Therefore I Geek.